From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Stay in the chair this week. Big thanks to uh, Sam and Robinho, who I think were filling the void yesterday. Um, the reason I wasn't here, I, and I couldn't tell you last week because I went down to uh, Palmy North and surprised my dad for Father's Day and his birthday. And instead of just going there, going all the way there and then coming back on Sunday night, I thought I'd stay the night, went out, Indian restaurant. Dad now likes Indian food. He's 80-something, never had Indian food, now loves it. Now he loves it. Uh, it was fantastic. Family times are important. I hope you all had a wonderful Father's Day out there, all you dads and sons. Um, very important day of the year, I think, to honour those that have helped us on our way. Now, today, um, 1 o'clock, Cameron George, Warriors CEO, uh, will reflect on last night's team's awards as well as finals preparation um, the pre-ticket packages that have caused a little bit of controversy. Just get him to explain why they've done that. The $49 to um, secure the ability to pre-buy, pre-buy finals tickets. Uh, get him just to explain that. I think it's pretty clear, but we'll get him to do that. And um, any more developments on the NRL and where the Warriors will play their next game, which is going to be at home either next week or the week after. Um, there's all that conversation around, is it Mount Smart, is it Eden Park? I, I, I feel like he probably doesn't know yet, uh, but he was over talking to Abdo and co at the NRL last week, wasn't he? So we'll see what happened in that meeting as well. So he's at one o'clock, two o'clock, Brett Phillips, uh, the SEN tennis commentator with the latest out of the US Open where I can tell you right now, uh, Demonor and Medvedev. Uh, Demonor seeded 13, Medvedev seeded 3. It's one set each. Uh, Demonor won the first 6-2, and Medvedev won the second 6-4. So that's going to go into the wee smalls, isn't it, over in the US. And uh, Sabalenka against Kasatkina. It's the second seed against 13th seed. Sabalenka, no big surprise, won the first set 6-1. She's up 2-1 in the second. I'll keep you across those. So... Uh, some of those may have finished by the time we talk to Brett Phillips at 2 o'clock. We have one of the recipients of the Bunnings Rugby Assist Grant, one of our grassroots clubs. Uh, they're giving away 30 grand to 10 clubs each year, and we've got one of the winning uh, grant uh, recipients on the show at about 20 past 2. And Kahu Tamatia, he is the Ngāti Parau East Coast head coach. 
They're going great guns. They're third on the table in the Heartland Championship. Their only loss, I think, from memory was round one by one point to Wairarapa Bush. But they have the big one this week against Poverty Bay and East Coast are hosting. Um, so Kahu Tamatea, who had about nine seasons, eight seasons, something like that with Poverty Bay. He did have a season with East Coast as well. He's now the head coach. Um, and I'm pretty sure Jose Gear still has some input into how they are shaping up as well. Um, midday Madness. Midday Madness. I've got Joey Bell in the studio with me today just for the first hour as Sammy and all the other producers are involved in a big powwow about uh, Rugby World Cup and the content and the people and the access and all of that. So they've got a big producers meeting making sure we can bring you the best Rugby World Cup experience we can here at SENZ. Of course, all of the... All of the big games, good commentary crew. Um, stoked that Sammy's going to be calling, I think, about half a dozen of the games. Um, can't remember the ones off the top of my head. Uh, but we've got Scotty Stevenson, Daniel McCarty, Christian Cullen, Steve Devine. We've got um, great commentators and co-commentators to bring you the Rugby World Cup. And, of course, our, I think it's now nightly our World Cup show out of France with Daniel McCarty, uh, six till seven each night of the Rugby World Cup. So... I think that kicked off last night, actually, which is just great. So very much looking forward to the Rugby World Cup and the Warriors playoff and Israel Adesanya, which brought me and Joey talking this morning about fan experiences. And many of you, I'm sure, travel to go to sports events. Uh, some of you, I know a lot of Kiwis have been to the Australian Open tennis tournament, and it just always has ringing in my ear when I've spoke to Cam George a few times, it's almost fans first. Well, it is fans first. Everything they do is in regard to their fans. And the fan experience at Warriors games, amazing. Now, ashamed to say I've never been to a Breakers game, but the fan experience there, from what I can see and from talking to people that have been, it's an amazing experience. So I want your fan experiences, either internationally or locally. Um, what's made it a really, really good experience for you? Um, straight away, just as I was saying that, I, I've got to chuck myself in there, don't I? Like, I think one of my best fan experiences was back-to-back -back nights when I was lucky enough to go to the first time uh, the All Blacks played in Chicago against Ireland. I was on that trip, and we went to the Chicago Bulls one night and the Chicago Blackhawks the next night. So basketball to ice hockey, same stadium, different floor, and just a different degree of fan engagement. It was incredible and you could tell the team had bought in as well the captain of the Chicago Blackhawks team was on his skates fully kitted up standing at the front of the players tunnel talking into the camera to the fans as they were about to take the ice and they had a decibel meter up on the big megatron and and the ground announcer or the stadium announcer says welcome your team out let's let's make them welcome make some noise make some noise and the decibel went from green to orange and he's going louder louder and it was sneaking up and then the captain of the Blackhawks said we're not coming out till it's in the red zone and the place went crazy went through to the red line on the decibel meter the Chicago Blackhawks came out and like I'm not even an ice hockey fan and I was so invested in it and the fans were incredible and the anthem and, and they had this um, actually no it was the Chicago Bulls had this inflatable ball flying around inside the stadium, dropping T-shirts into the crowd out of its 
udder, I guess, <laughs> or out of its guts, it would open up and drop T-shirts down into the crowd. And it was just all fan experience. And you walked into the concourse, and every 10 metres, there was a beer seller or a chippy seller or a hot dog seller with those boxes strapped around their uh, necks, standing out in front of them, paying cash, away you go, back to your seat. They're going up and down the stands. It was all about the fan, and both games were packed out. So I really want to hear what your fan experience is where you've really gone away from there. Like, yes, we go to watch the game, but it's all those little extra bits, isn't it? And I'm just looking at the Major League Baseball. It's on TV now, the US Open Tennis. Have you been to any of these things and what what did you experience? And I know Joey Bell, who's in, who's in the booth. Joey, you've got a trip coming up very, very soon to France. Yes, I'm going to France and I'm going to the UK. So I'm going to go see uh, West Ham play Man City first. Nice. And apparently that is incredible because uh, West Ham, they blow bubbles in the stadium. Yeah, I actually saw them when they came here and played the Phoenix. And I remember it was a really good atmosphere. So I guess I'm a West Ham fan now. <laughs> and then I'm headed to France with my brother, uh, who I haven't seen in almost four years. So this is kind of the ultimate boys trip. Just before we go to France for the Rugby World Cup, we're also going to Germany for Oktoberfest. Oh, wow. So that'll be a quick, <laughs> nice, quick pit stop. And then we're headed to uh, France to see New Zealand, all, the All Blacks play Italy in Lyon. Oh, wow. Um, fortunately, well, I think dangerously I've got some Juno's uh, phone numbers and, and players' phone numbers now that I work here at ECNZ, so I'll be uh, bothering them and asking them to have a drink with me before I go. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I think that'll be the ultimate... Um, Experience, and then when I head back to London, I'm going to watch the Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars, play the Atlanta Falcons at Wembley Stadium. Wow! Yeah, have you done a sports trip like this? Before? No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we need people that have done those sorts of things to ring up and give Joey some advice. Like straight away, don't go too hard at Oktoberfest because you could ju- that could flatten you for two weeks, Joey. Well, yeah, I want to know, like, should I go harder in, like, pre's or post-game, like, celebrations, you know? Because everyone's telling me, my girlfriend was telling me, oh, you should go to, like, this bar um, in in London before you go to the West Ham game. Like, everyone goes there and stuff. And, you know, we were talking about um, before an American football game, obviously, everyone parks up in the car park and goes hard and stuff. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm built for that. Maybe... But I, that's so that's what it seems like it is overseas for these it's big sporting events. It's a pre thing, and then like post it, it's like, well, whatever happens, it kind of depends if your team wins or not, I guess. But it's also because a lot of these games, I think, are played during the day, and so maybe maybe you go home, have a nap, and then <laughs> and then go out that night. I'm that's not sure how it works. I feel like New Zealand. We do post-game, don't we? We do, yeah. We don't really do the pre-game stuff, because I know in South Africa, the rugby, they have their boot parties, and what do they call them in America? Um, what, um, uh, I'm trying to think too. Uh, there's a phrase, there's a phrase. Wagon, something wagon? Uh, Band, no, no, no. It's like a boot party. Yeah, it's yeah, It's like yeah. a boot party, but they call it, they call it something else. Um, so yeah, have you been to any of these uh, big sporting events where they put the fan at the centre of the whole experience, like the one I told you about with the Blackhawks and the Bulls? Uh, which are the ones you've been to? Uh, like, have you, has anyone been to IndyCars or the Formula One Grand Prix over in Australia? And I want to hear about your fan engagement experience. Um, and even ones in New Zealand that you've enjoyed, whether it's Topo, Ironman, uh, the Winter Games down in Queenstown, where they really do look after the fans. Uh, really keen to hear 
what you what you've enjoyed, what you've liked on 0800 150811, or you're welcome to text us anytime. Double eight double three. That is the Temper Bed Post text machine. Don't be fight. Uh, don't be shy. Give us a yell. Uh, that number again, 0800 Your best fan experiences, share them with us all. We'll come back in a moment. text messages telling us it's tailgating in America. Yes, it is tailgating. Lots of texts, no calls uh, about your fan ex- I, hope, I hope that doesn't mean none of you have had a good fan experience. And the tailgating, one of my bucket lists. It's not high up. Not really high. I'd love to go to a tailgate um, pre-game at the Buffalo Bills over in the States, which is my NFL team. Is it actually your NFL team? Yeah. So before, like, um, the last few years happened, has it always been your NFL well, team? From years ago, yeah, when Doug Flutie was playing for them. Oh, was that was that the early 90s when they were making Super Bowls, or was that a little later? Just after they'd, uh, I think they went to f- four straight. Four straight, and have, came second in all of them. Yeah, have you seen the documentary? Oh, yeah. I have. Oh, four Falls of Buffalo? Yes. It is so good. It is so good. And that... I got emotional when the kicker, who missed that kick, mm. got up on stage and he thought everyone's going to hate me and everyone loved him. Yeah, that was the first Super Bowl they lost, wasn't it, though? Yeah. If that was the third or fourth, <laughs> I think they would have hated him. Yeah, yeah, but I became a fan of them when Doug Flutie um, was their quarterback and then they brought in Rob Johnson and then Rob Johnson just didn't go so well and they'd always put Doug Flutie on at the end of the fourth quarter when it was too late to play catch-up. He was like five foot eight and really nippy. And he had this little hidden tuck and run. Um, I just love Doug Flutie. And then he went to San Diego. He played 10 years in the Canadian League before Buffalo signed him. And then he finished his career at San Diego. And he had a breakfast cereal named after him, Flutie Flakes. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, and I've got a box of it at home. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. An it, unopened box, I assume? An unopened box uh, used by date would be 10 years ago. I'm not going to eat it, but it's one of my favorite little souvenirs. That's crazy. Just a, a random aside, this is really random, but last night my I've got a new flatmate and he showed me all these coins he has mm-hmm. and he was like, um, one is like old as BC and he said it's like illegal for him to have it actually. Wow. Yeah, like he um, he was like, I can't tell you who my dealer was, <laughs> but if, if he was, he's from India and if he was found out in India, apparently he'd be arrested. Well, so so it'll be worth a fortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know where he hides it? <laughs> I do actually. Because you go through your flatmates quite regularly yeah he's a guy yeah, yeah. um each their own but no 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 uh, he um he, he he did offer me a coin though from like i don't know the 17th century or something wow. um but i said no no i don't know you well enough we're talking fan engagement your best fan engagement experience and uh, just during the break uh joe and i were talking about we see the fan engagement overseas and it just it doesn't rival us it just puts us in our place and you think about uh, if you occasionally see like Galatasaray and the fo- football fans are, are crazy, crazy good. Um, in the Argentinian club football, when Boca Juniors play their their annual derby match, I think you'd call it. I can't remember who it's against. Um, very ramped up. And the Italians that go to the Italian Grand Prix, what do they call them? The Fatosi, rabid fans, rabid fans. Um, there's some really good fans out there. 
0800-150811 is the number to call about your fan experience. We go to Mikey in Christchurch. Mikey, champion man. <laughs> How you going, Staffy? I was uh, I started a text to you and I thought, oh, well, no one's phoning, so I'll phone you. Um, and my text was going to start was, I can't really phone you because I've never had a good fan experience in this country. <laughs> um, I've had average to rubbish. Mm. Um, and that includes music concerts. Now, I've been to a couple of uh, rugby games overseas. Um, and the stadiums as well have been from average to absolutely amazing, Millennium Stadium in, in Wales. But that was more around the crowd um, and the stadium setup as opposed to the fan experience, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, probably the closest I've ever been was um, last year I went and saw um, <laughs> an old 80s uh, hair metal band called Wasp. And uh, the fan experience and the craft beer available and the food that was available and just everything about it was incredible. Americans really know how to do it. Um, but that would be the closest I've ever got to. Unfortunately, over here, we went to a Foo Fighters concert. I know it's not quite sport, but it was in the, um, the, the, the scaffold stadium that we've got. Mm. And uh, something, I don't know, 30, 35,000 people. This is a number of years ago. And they had one gate open. Oh, no. So we missed, we missed the entire opening act, who I really wanted to see, um, and I missed the first five songs of the Foo Fighters because it was a lovely day. We thought, we'll just walk on down there. We'll, get, we'll have enough time just to get in and walk in through the thing. One to two gates open. That was it. That's so New Zealand, it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then queues them all along to get beers, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, porta potties. Um, <laughs> all that stuff so from what I hear from um, every time I hear Cam George on the radio I kind of go man he, he, he sounds incredible that guy mm. he, he seems to be all about the number one fan I mean we dearly love to have a league team down here and have someone like him running it mm. you know what I mean so, have, you ever, have you ever managed uh, to get to a Warriors game I, I did actually yeah actually, actually at the scaffold stadium I think we played oh, the Bulldogs or something yeah, we got smashed off the park. <laughs> this was a number of years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'd much rather concentrate on these ones. So if you could go to a, an international uh, event, a sporting event, like looking at this weekend, there's the France and the All Blacks, there's the Warriors over in Australia, uh, Israel, Adesanya, a big UFC event. don't know if you're into UFC or not, but what's a big one you'd like to go to? Well, I'd probably... I'd probably for a fan experience, I'd probably go to an American game or something that I don't really know. Mm. But all I ever hear is how much the, like, I mean, you've, you've mentioned it yourself a couple of times, and um, a few other people I've known have been to a baseball game, and some people have been to an NFL game. In fact, I know an American guy down here who he loves the NFL, and he said going to one of those games is just off the hook. They do pay for it, though. Mm. Like they're not, they're not cheap, these games, but in saying that, the experience from what I've heard would just be... Amazing. So, yeah, I'd like to go to something with fresh eyes and a fresh sport and uh, rather than kind of what I'm used to, I guess. Yeah, 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 that's what I found in America. And it was like, I remember leaving the Bulls game and they must have been playing Cleveland, Cleveland when LeBron was playing for Cleveland and there was a guy driven from Cleveland to Chicago to go to the game and I was talking to him outside the stadium and I said, who do you support? And he just looked me up and down and whispered in my ear, Cleveland. And I said, why can't you say that? And he goes, no, you never tell home fans that you're an away fan. (laughs) 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 It's pretty amazing. But no, it's epic. If you can get to an American sporting event, it would be amazing. So... uh you know, for, from from what should be a positive show and me sort of banging on it, just shows, goes to show, though, that 
the um, sport in this country, actually events, I'll just say events in this country, need a real, real hard look at themselves because um, tickets aren't getting cheaper for mm. a lot of things, concerts especially. Um, and, you know, the fan, if they could watch it on TV, they're just going to. Yeah. There's nothing that there's nothing to suggest if I watch it on TV instead of going to the game, you're not missing out on something. You've got to feel like I need to go to the game because if I don't go and I just watch at home, I'm going to miss X, Y, Z. There's, there's no upside um, for the majority of sporting events in New Zealand, no upside to going. When, uh, when Super Rugby started and we went on to one of the first Lancaster Park, uh, they wheeled out Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. And the place went absolutely nuts, <laughs> you know. And we thought, is this what Super Rugby's going to be? You know, it was very exciting. Um, but there you go, that was the start, wasn't it? So Yeah, almost yeah. need to feel like relaunch, eh? Relaunch. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Top man, Mikey. Right. Thanks for calling, buddy. No worries. Cheers, Thanks, mate. mate. Um, next up, we've got the Life member. Oh, he's a great man. Zade, welcome in, Zade. Good, good afternoon, staff. Hey, champion. The uh, Auckland Auckland bounced back there the other day, and what about that guy on debut with a hat trick? How good was that? Yeah, young young winger, my T- Tito Harris. He looked real real fast. This said um, people, you know, MPC. Well, it looks like he he wanted he wanted the fans to turn up. That was for sure. <laughs> Showtime with the debutant, absolutely. But yeah, um, fan experience. It probably have to be the last few Warriors games have been pretty good. Yeah, because um, yeah. as we know, like you feel atmosphere better than anyone else. Can you compare? Because you uh, you went to Izzy's fight in Melbourne, the atmosphere yeah. there. What was that like? Oh, it's probably been the best year. That one. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've got a kind of bit of a story. I don't think I've told you. As soon as he won, I kind of jumped and um, maybe fell into a lady, and then her partner got a bit annoyed about that. <laughs> <laughs> Zade going crazy. Oh, yeah, because they're all a bit fisty. Yeah. They're all a bit fisty in the uh, UFC crowd. Yeah, and it's good because um, obviously every time a fighter comes out, you get to hear their um, walkout song, you know, so that's pretty good as well. Awesome. Now, we've got you lined up to do our preview this Friday coming in studio. Yeah, you're, you're sounds all, good. You're all set for that? <laughs> Yeah, you, you you know I am. Yeah, I know you are, and the, and the listeners are looking forward to it. Should we make a time now? Let's do, let's do one o'clock on Friday. Okay, yeah, sounds good. All right, we'll see you then, champion. But we'll hear from the, the before then anyway. Good to have you calling, Zade. Oh, well, one one thing before I go. Did you see the um, Sebastian Chris suspension out for five weeks? That's a bit dumb before a finals game, isn't it? Oh, that was a. Br- I just actually watched the tackle this morning um, in the highlights. Well, it wasn't a highlight; it was a yeah. low light. That was horrific. That's a brain explosion, Zade. You'd never do something like that. And did you see Auckland's got Canterbury this weekend in NBC? The old um, old school derby. Auckland Canterbury. Auckland Canterbury is going to be epic. And Wellington Waikato. Yeah. That'll, it's a, there's some good matchups this weekend in the NPC. All good then. Thank you. See you, yeah. buddy. There he is, our life member. Never lets us down. Zade, and he'll be in studio 1 o'clock Friday to preview the big UFC fight card. He's so good at it, too. We'll take a break for news, sport, and a little bit of weather. Give us a yell, 0800 150 811. Like Mikey and Zade did, your best fan experiences, either in New Zealand 
um, if there is such one. Uh, if you've been to a Breakers game, because I haven't, could you ring me and tell me what it's like? I, I can only see it, but I've never felt it. It's actually, I'm going to go to one this year. Uh, me and Captain K are going to go to one this year. But 0800 150 811, fan experiences, share them. Sharing our fan experiences, the ones you've had. Got a text in here saying Eden Park used to have the setup of custom molded car boots in the outer oval area for big games. You got two deck chairs, and in the boot, and in the boot was a chili of beverages and picnic basket of food. Pre-match corporate hireage. It was dinky and novel, but overpriced. I think I went to the first one of those. Back in my TAB days, and I remember we took, it was me and Nisbo, and we took Jeff Bryan, who was the TVNZ newsreader at the time. Had a great time. And they were like Cadillacs and stuff like that, and it was just the, from the back of the back seats forward, boot open, picnic basket, food, beverage, little picnic table chairs. It was fantastic on the outer oval of... Eden Park and I think you had to pay for them had, of course you had to pay for them but corporates, corporates hosted their clients and it was fantastic and that was years ago good memory that person um, doesn't say who this is from I've been to Formula 1 in Melbourne unfortunately it was the year COVID happened and I was standing at the gate when the announcement came that the Melbourne GP had been cancelled so a great experience. Yeah, I remember um, Scotty Stevenson, Sumo. He was over there for Spark Sport, interviewed all the drivers, everything, and then the day of the it was the day of the race, wasn't it? And I think he had to scoot to the airport to get back to New Zealand before all the borders closed. But now that COVID's over, and that really did muck travel and sport immensely. So I, I know there's, um, I think All Blacks Tour is nearly sold out. Uh, for Kiwis to go over to this Rugby World Cup. I know our great listener Ken um, has gone over there. Whether he's on that tour or not, I'm not sure. Um, And I've got a a friend of mine owns um, Boys Trip and they go internationally a lot and they go to... Oh, has anyone been to Bathurst? I've never been to Bathurst. Can you ring me and tell me about Bathurst? And those stories about you go up the mountain four days before the event and you dig a hole and you bury your beer in it and then you fill it back over so when you go up for Mount Panorama you've hidden your beers because there's limits is that true or is that is that a fairy tale That's, that sounds quite good that sounds quite good and I've pro- I probably have told you before pre-match to me is severely lacking in New Zealand and there was a pre-match I know I've said this on air but in case you haven't heard it Wallabies All Blacks Suncorp Stadium, which is an amazing viewing stadium for the public as well, right in the heart of Brisbane City. And they turned all the lights out and then they put on a spotlight and there's George Gregan standing down in the corner of the of the in-goal area with a ball and he walks to the middle of the park uh, where they're going to do the kickoff. And while he's walking quite slowly, they're playing his highlights, telling his record, light goes off him, spotlight in the opposite corner, there's John Eels. He walks to the middle, they review his career, 
he gets the middle. Next corner, David Campisi, he walks in. It was it gave me chills, and I wasn't even Australian. And I'm just thinking, like with a fifty five thousand Eden Park, and they just go poof, and there's Sir Michael Jones, and he walks in, and they talk about him. And all, we've got so many great All Blacks. Do, do Joe Stanley? Do any of these? Any of these players? I think it'd be amazing, and they would get a huge round of applause. And it's tipping your hat to the past. I remember once there was an All Black test at Eden Park, and I was sidelined. And I think maybe they were celebrating the 1987 World Cup winners, and it might have been the. I don't know, the 10th or the 20th anniversary of it or something, and they were all in these convertible cars. You know how they sit on the back of the car with their feet down in the back seat, and there was like two per car, 15 cars. It was just brilliant. You know, David Kirk and Craig Green and all those guys, and they got thanked 20 years later. I've said for a long, long time, I just don't feel like we pay homage to our previous greats in those sports Look at even um, Mika Vakona came over and went to a Nelson game and they retired his, his playing top into the rafters. And the breakers do that when great players like CJ Bruton and Paulie Hinari, when they retire and they put it. Basketball seemed to do that well. I really want, I really want us to pay homage to our, our former greats. Um, one from Brian. Best sports event I have been to was the Aussie Tennis Open. So many giveaways, screens everywhere, great bands playing. In South Africa, rugby test against New Zealand. The crowd before the game, the car park full of fans having a bride, drinking, laughing and having great fun, great atmosphere. We just don't do it, do we? And we've got that outer oval at Eden Park that lends itself to it. You could put up a... You could put up a band there, make it an afternoon, turn up at four, have three hours like a band or food trucks or and just have like a Eden Park rugby market day. Food stalls, craft beers, people would go. Even if they didn't have tickets to go to the rugby, they could go for that three hours. But the rugby fans would go, let's make a day of it. Let's just make a day of it. 0800 is the number. Um, Simon from North Shore says the breakers are awesome then the Warriors up the wires Simon on the North Shore good on you Simon the great man the great man Paul from Northland who I met very briefly on Friday g'day Paul yeah hi Steffi um, it was good to briefly meet you mate I know I was going to come back but I had too much fun mate but I just wanted to say hi mate so. no nah, it was good and you had your Warriors jersey on too I think from memory Oh, yeah, that's pretty unusual for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, just with the fan engagement, I mean, you know, obviously I'm biased with the Warriors, but uh, this was Cameron George, um, you know, the CEO of a sporting franchise. When, when you listen to Cameron speak, you'll hear him say two words, fans and members, and he'll say that a number of times during interviews, and it just shows the way... For other organisations, um, you, you look after your fans and your members, and you know as you can see the results. Yes, they've, they've been winning, but you know even in the pouring rain, mate, you're getting twenty thousand plus. Mm. And he's all about the fans and members, you know. So I've got to give kudos to him. 
And I don't know about you. Like, uh, like you, you go along as a fan. I know that. And I know the games I've been to when I've been doing shows for there or sideline commentary. And you walk in and there's just there's just an energy in amongst the people. Like they don't know each other, but they're all there for the common cause. There's such a good feeling as soon as you walk in the gates. There is, mate. You know, and, um, the last time I was here, you know, we were waiting for the gates to open and, you know, there was already a, a big queue there. And it just the, yeah, you're right, the atmosphere and the anticipation and I guess that comes with winning, but it's always been there at the Warriors, particularly amongst, you know, the members and, you, you know, you see the same ones all the time and you say hello and some of them fly, fly up from the Cargill every game and in Christchurch from all around the country. And um, you know, it's a fantastic experience at the Warriors. I, I, like you, I haven't been to a Breakers game, but that's definitely on, on the bucket list because, you know, what you see and hear coming through the TV, mate, is, looks pretty pretty unreal. Yeah, and the th- other thing I think what the Breakers do, and I don't know if it's a conscious thing, they really engage the kids and, like, the, they're hooking yeah. up fans for life with, you know, eight- and nine-year-old kids. You just see how engaged they are. They'll be asking their parents to yeah. take them every week. It's, it's, a, it's a good ploy. Yeah. Well, if you look at the Warriors, you see footage. I mean, even being there, there were teenagers, I mean, teenage kids and, and young kids dressed in their Warriors gears, just going going nuts for the wars, you know. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's really it's really good to see. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that interview with uh, with Cam George, mate. Um, you know, I haven't been to. I mean, the closest other sort of awesome time I've, I've had at a stadium would have been. The, my wife showed me a birthday present to uh, an origin, the one when Thurston kicked that field goal oh. uh, for the Cowboys, and and just going down Caxton Street and just just experiencing what what Origin's all about was just unreal. Yeah, yeah, they get it right. They sure do get it right. Awesome, Paul. Good to meet you, mate, and good to chat yeah. today. Yeah, thanks, Steffi. Thanks, mate. Take it easy, mate. Um, we have time for more calls. 0800 We will take a break. If you want to call, we'll talk to you. Otherwise, I've got a few text messages about some people's sporting highlights. Back shortly. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Oh, we go to a member of the A team. It's Face and Wire Rapper. G'day, Face. How are you, mate? All right, oh, I am here too. This uh, this lovely day. Yes, yes, Driving I. Driving into Carverton. Oh, magnificent! The second-hand shop capital of the country. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just starting to rain too. Never mind. Um, um, oh, mate, I'm. When we were at PAB, uh, we hosted a couple of couple of decent punters. Um, at the Saints game, and the atmosphere there was absolutely electric. It was fantastic. And I think the, the, the thing with basketball is you're so close to the game. Mm. I think that's what, that's what makes you really feel invested in it and part of it. Um, but, um, this is probably the third time I've um, spoken about this on the radio. The best sporting moment for me was um, Bahrain All Whites at um, the Capeton. Yeah. Um, and that, oh, that was just absolutely euphoric. It was amazing. The best sporting event I've ever attended because everybody was just going mental. <laughs> but what made it really good stand out? Everybody was wearing white. Yeah. Everybody it was just like a white blanket right around the whole stadium. 
and we just happened to have back row seats behind the goal, which I, I thought were ter- terrible seats. Ended up being the, <laughs> the the goal that the goal was scored in, and the penalty saved. So um, yeah, it was it was. Oh, it just gives me goosebumps every time I think about that game, mate. It was amazing. Yeah, and I was living in Patoni, straight across the harbour when that was on, and I could hear something about to happen on my TV because I just left the door open so I could hear the crowd response, and I've never heard the stadium that loud. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, you, you won't, it won't get repeated unless it's something similar to, the, to that extent, I suppose. But... Um, yeah, nah, I'll never ever forget that, mate, ever. Mm, brilliant, brilliant. Good on you, buddy. Enjoy Carterton. Yep. Yeah, mate. See you, boy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, one's coming from Dino. Staff, I went to Yankees versus Houston six weeks ago. Yankee Stadium is amazing, but the beers are bloody expensive. $60 US for four beers, and it was like drinking tap water. 60 US, that's 15 a beer. New Zealand dollars, is that about... That must be 20 bucks or more for a beer at Yankee State. I hope you got Yankees cups and you kept them. Um, it's true about Bathurst, but the police are watching. <laughs> so you do dig holes and put your beer in. I like that. I went to Yankee Stadium in 2017, says Roger from Whangarei. It was awesome. Restaurants, merch stalls everywhere. Uh, the place was packed. Easy access to food and drinks. Have this for... 81 home games a year. The next night, I bought a $30 ticket off a scalper, padded seat, 20 rows behind home plate. Oh, wow. Yeah, 81 home games. And they pretty much pack out every game, don't they? And the merch stores, you're right. Because when I, I think we went to the Blackhawks game before the Chicago Bulls game. And everyone in the stadium is wearing something Chicago Blackhawks. Everyone's got like the full replica jerseys that were like 250 bucks US in this in this shop. So I, th- I have to get something Blackhawks. So I think I got a, I, I've still got it. I know I got a Blackhawks beanie, 20 bucks, um, and put that on and went back to our box. And um, it was just magic. Like American fans wear merch. And the only teams in New Zealand are the Warriors, the Breakers, and All Blacks, actually. I will say the All Blacks. You see a lot of merch. But like, I felt like 100% of the crowd at the Blackhawks and the Bulls game the next night had their logoed merch. Oh, oh, Yankee Stadium, that would be amazing. Two texts in a row went to Yankee Stadium. Staffy, this is from, doesn't say. Uh, I had a great fan experience at the Dunedin Stadium watching the Highlanders play the British and Irish Lions. The Highlanders won in the last five minutes. Uh, the noise was deafening, amplified with the roof. Is there more to that? Amplified or oh, amplified with the roof? Yeah, Forsyth Bar is amazing when the crowd are getting right in amongst it. Um, more text messages after a break, and then after the news, Cam George, CEO of the Warriors, uh, mapping out oh, playoffs week. Can't wait.